0: topic twenty three third paper of twentieth century negro literature this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org twentieth century negro literature topic twenty three third paper by richard w thompson is the negro newspaper an important factor in the elevation of the negro by richard w thompson richard w thompson stands in the front rank of those who are making history for the negro race in this century a native of kentucky he has spent most of his life in indiana and was educated in the common and high schools of indianapolis his career of thirty-five years is quite an interesting one abounding in well-directed efforts that have done much to give character and dignity to the afro-american youth of the land at an early age he evinced a remarkable aptitude for public affairs and at school showed proficiency of the highest order in such studies as political economy civil government history literature he was especially happy in the art of english composition his papers on current problems attracting wide attention in his home community losing his father when very young he was largely dependent upon his own exertions for a livelihood and throughout his school days worked at a variety of pursuits in eighteen seventy nine he became associated with messrs bagby and company in the publication of the indianapolis leader the first journalistic venture launched in the hoosier state and later on mastered the trade of printing taking as naturally to newspaper work as a duck to water he made himself an indispensable quantity on the leader staff and at seventeen was city editor at the same time in connection with his school duties he kept books for dr f m faree secretary of the marion county board of health when the indianapolis world was launched in eighteen eighty three mister thompson took charge of the city department and at different times during the palmy days of that sheet held nearly every position on it from work at the case to foreman of the mechanical department and managing editor he was the first managing editor of the indianapolis freeman in which position he was a marked success later as editor of the washington colored american he won national fame as an accomplished journalist a graceful versatile and forcible writer and a clear and courageous thinker upon all questions that affect the negro's social political and industrial development he leads rather than follows popular sentiment and at no time while the editorial tripod was in his hands did he take a stand upon any issue that failed to meet the hearty endorsement of the race and which was not accepted as the expression of the best thought and principle of our people in argument his style is logical and conservative as a spicy paragrapher originator of attractive news features and as a keen observer of popular tastes he has few equals and no superiors in the army of afro-american journalists he has done special work for prominent papers of both races and furnished much copy for private individuals always giving complete satisfaction mr thompson has been fortunate in the matter of official recognition at the age of fifteen he served as page in the indiana legislature being the first colored boy so appointed after attaining his majority he became a clerk in the marion county auditor's office and in eighteen eighty eight he led a class of seventy five in a civil service examination earning an appointment as letter carrier he came to washington in eighteen ninety four and was appointed clerk in the counting division of the government printing office enjoying the distinction of being the first colored man to be assigned to a clerical position in that department mr thompson is now connected with the united states census bureau and is regarded as a faithful and efficient assistant busy as mr thompson must necessarily be he has time to aid in promoting race movements and organizations being an active spirit in the national afro-american council the pen and pencil club and st luke's p e church he is now serving his third term as president of the second baptist lyceum a cosmopolitan debating forum that has won a national reputation the question is both pertinent and timely in the past two decades the necessity for the preacher the teacher the lawyer and the doctor has not been open to dispute every father and mother no matter what their social standing or their worldly means have striven honestly faithfully and persistently to enroll their favorite boy in the ranks of one or the other of these callings as if they were the only open highways toward distinction or the goal denominated success in contemplating the professions which make for racial grandeur racial opportunities and protection from assault many of us forget the importance of the negro press as a factor in the elevation of the masses it is not too much to say in this connection that of the primary levers to which the race must look for support none contribute more toward endurance permanency and virility than the press We have the pulpit the schoolhouse the field of politics and the arena of business each has its bearing in the development of a larger life and a more perfect manhood for the afro-american but conceding all due respect to the noble men and women who stand in the vanguard of each of these missions no one of them is more potent or far-reaching in its effect than the press from the pulpit comes the precepts that direct moral and religious thought the schoolhouse stands for a broader intellectual culture the field of politics gives us our practical experience in the science of government affording us an opportunity for actual participation in the shaping of legislation and in giving vitality to public policies the press however occupies a most unique position with reference to all of them it is the fulcrum upon which all these activities must depend for useful service the press is the concentrated voice of the masses the mouthpiece of the age the universal censor directed by popular opinion from whose verdict there is no appeal the press is the medium through which the great work of the church is disseminated over land and sea and gives to the world the sweetening influence that the spoken word offers only to a single parish it magnifies the labors of educational leaders and is itself an indispensable adjunct to the growth of intelligence in the political field the press has long been recognized as an institution more powerful than any individual and from the post of messenger or handmaiden of the people a mere purveyor of current happenings it has come to be the master mind in the economy of nations to the business world it is a guide counselor and friend and correctly analyzes the ingredients that bring material prosperity to the civic organization of which all of us are a part that distinguished autocrat of autocrats napoleon once exclaimed with a bitterness born of impending destruction hostile newspapers are more to be feared than bayonets and why not it holds in its grasp the power of life and death success and failure happiness and misery these facts amply justify the assertion that the negro newspaper is an all-important factor in the elevation of the race caucasian journals while general in their news features too often lack breadth in their opinion department when the race question is a burning issue just as religious denominations the trades and political parties require class papers for the exploitation of their particular lines of thought the negro has found that only through his own class organ can he obtain a sturdy defense of his character the record of his laudable achievements and the advocacy of his rights as a man and a citizen so the negro journal came and it is here to stay the negro journal had its origin in the direst necessity and that necessity was never more apparent than at the opening of the twentieth century when the declaration of independence seems not broad enough to include the colored american when the constitution of the united states is perverted from the sacred intent of its framers and the spirit of disfranchisement is rampant throughout the land this demand for a negro journal was first met between eighteen twenty seven and eighteen thirty four by unpretentious sheets in and about new york city but it was not until eighteen forty seven that race journalism became a positive factor when that intrepid spirit frederick douglass launched the north star this great man built up a circulation upon two continents and wielded an influence not exceeded by any subsequent race venture that paper blazed a wide path and in its path followed enterprise after enterprise developing the sentiment for liberty and keeping in touch with the newer requirements of the hour no reliable census of the many race journals has been kept they have sprung from every state and section but their span of life in most cases has been so brief and sporadic that only rough estimates have been attempted today perhaps three hundred are in existence a few taking high rank in literary quality others struggling desperately for maintenance the majority are printed at a positive loss as regards dollars and cents it is doubtful if any of the survivors are supported exclusively from revenues derived from subscriptions and advertising it is a stinging indictment of our much lauded race pride that the greater proportion of our negro journalists are compelled to depend for a living upon teaching preaching law medicine office-holding or upon some outside business investment in character and make-up these papers are as widely varied as the localities and environments from which they spring many are crude specimens of the art preservative dealing heavily in boiler plate to use a professional term and very lightly in original matter a few have taken steps out of the beaten path and are giving striking evidence of what the resourceful and energetic negro journalists could do under circumstances more encouraging our editors are for the most part men of strong personality with standing and influence in their respective bailiwicks without notable exception they speak for manhood for race elevation and for material development in every avenue of industry how many of us have paused and candidly considered just what negro journalism is doing for the uplift of the masses notwithstanding the hard fact that the editorial work of many writers is done late at night after protracted hours of labor in other fields and notwithstanding that where a journalist is able to give his entire time to the business he is often sole solicitor clerk compositor pressman collector office boy, and editorial staff combined despite all these disadvantages the beneficent effect of the negro press is felt all over the land the dozens of able men and women who are engaged in this noble work most of them doing so at a tremendous sacrifice are true patriots bearing burdens from which the timid shrink leading cheerily where none but the brave dare follow contending with malicious opposers every inch of ground this sturdy band struggles on year after year hoping patiently for the joy that cometh in the morning through their efforts negro writers have been given a fair hearing and while the caucasian journal is giving space to the police court episodes of our lower orders the alert negro sentinel finds in the church the schoolroom the inventor's studio the office desk and in an honorable political or social station a most fertile field for his operations negro newspapers have aroused in us the commercial and industrial spirit and in are giving employment to hundreds of young colored men and women as bookkeepers stenographers and canvassers they are lending practical aid in solving the race's labor problem by yearly instructing and providing employment to printers bookbinders pressmen and other artisans they are building up a market for negro labor and neutralizing to a great extent the baleful influence of the trades union's hostility the negro editor has increased the self-respect of the race by collating and publishing the creditable achievements of our people furnishing a periodical compendium of history and placing the negro in his most favorable light before the critics of the world the truly representative negro journal reflects the sober judgment of the race upon topics of general interest it largely fixes our status as thinkers and philosophers of the times the rights of no people can be ruthlessly invaded whose press is fearless pure upright and patriotic no people can forever be denounced as ignorant vicious and shiftless who support a press that is intelligent moral and thrifty let it be remembered here however that the picture has its sombre tints negro journalism speaking generally is not a paying investment the fault does not lie wholly with either the public or the publisher as a mass we are not a reading people and the bulk of us neither know nor appreciate the value of the work that the race paper is doing some of us take and pay for caucasian journals for their news features which is eminently fitting and proper but the negro journal should not be made to suffer in the unequal competition for the latter fills a want which the former cannot or does not reach one dollar to the race paper is often worth as much as ten to the wealthy corporation behind our great metropolitan dailies it is not alone our illiterates who fail to support our journals. the educated classes are not as loyal to the cause as their means learning political interest and race pride suggest that they should be true it frequently happens that our papers fall into the hands of characterless adventurers who are anything for a dollar and it is felt that the best method of rebuking their self-constituted and erratic leadership is to treat them with silent contempt. to this no thinker can offer a reasonable objection a journal that does not represent the highest impulses of a community does not deserve support the personal organ the scandal-monging sheet the political and social blackmailer the confidence destroying campaign dodger and the subsidized traitor to racial manhood are all under a ban and should have no place in the homes of self-respecting negroes in this category should also be classed the colorless journal that smirks in the recesses of cowardice we should be faithful however to those that are honest and straightforward we should strengthen their arms by our moral and financial resources booker t washington aptly points out how difficult it is for a needy man to resist the temptation of the bribe giver and tells pathetically of the uphill work of making a christian out of a hungry mortal support the right kind of editors and the result will be a press that is progressive healthful and fearless an institution of which all may justly be proud is the ideal race journal attainable i say yes when the two elements necessary to the transaction the public and the publisher are able to meet on a common ground in the spirit of cooperation and fair dealing the chasm between the journalist and his rightful constituency must be bridged by mutual confidence and mutual sympathy or neither can reap the great benefits that lie in concentration of forces the ideal journal is that one which places racial weal above private gain which exalts patriotism above pelf it is controlled by men big enough and broad enough to eschew petty personalities and to avoid cheap sensationalism it is piloted by men who breathe the atmosphere of freedom whose inspiration is not drawn from the committee-rooms of political parties and whose course is not dictated by scheming politicians it is the antithesis of sycophancy the ideal journal is backed up by men who are far-sighted enough to perceive that success through trickery is short-lived and that character is the only foundation upon which an enduring structure can be built it is conducted by men who know by experience that genuine worth will ultimately be appreciated and that refined taste sound judgment and a saving sense of proportion will produce a newspaper that may stand as a model to posterity journals of this type sincere earnest and consistent and in the future their names will be legion are without question the keystone in the arch of those forces which make for the permanent elevation of the negro people such journals are prime factors in the race problem End of topic 23, third paper.